You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we talk about all things relationships for millennials, moving you from a problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo. Hey, thanks again for downloading another episode of Relationship Factor. To you who share, send comments, uh, follow, uh, engage with Relationship Factor, thank you so much. And, and if you haven't had the chance to go ahead and connect with us on Facebook, I encourage you to find us on Facebook. We have a page and a private group. So just go on Facebook and type up Relationship Factor. You'll find the page in the group. Follow and join the group and let's continue the conversation. And today my guest is Treville Lynch. Treville is a self-worth specialist, uh, an author, and the founder of I Am The Possible, a self-worth development company built on the philosophy that I and my possibilities are one and the same. Everything I hope to be tomorrow, I already am today. In this conversation today, we talk about self-worth. We talk about the relationship to self and the relationship goals dilemma that we sometimes set ourselves in. Join me for this conversation. Before anyone gets into any relationship, they have a relationship with self. And the relationship with self really sets the tone and how an individual is going to show up in the relationship and how really the relationship is going to go. And Treville, tell me about this relationship with self. What is relationship with self? Yeah, well, relationship with self is, um, I would define it as the ability to really see ourselves. I think that in any relationship context, the individual just say, for example, you're in a relationship with someone else, another person. I find that in any given relationship, the number one thing that that other person wants from the person uh, that they're in a relationship with is to be seen, to be appreciated, to be valued, to be accepted at every stage of life, at every level of life. You want to be affirmed and you want to be stable and secure in the eyes of someone else. And so when we talk about relationship with self, it's your ability to be stable in your acceptance of yourself, meaning no matter what I do or say or think, my value as an individual in my own eyes never diminishes. And so a relationship with self is being able to see how valuable you are within the context of our society. You have value, you have meaning, you matter. And I think it, it almost, it's evident and seen in some people when they feel like they're not lovable. Mm -hmm. It's because they have never had that relationship with self. And so when they go out there, they're putting out things, they're putting out relationship, they're putting out mm. time, they're putting out money, they're putting out all these things thinking, well, how come you don't like this? You don't like this, but maybe the person is not really looking for all of those things. Yeah, those things will come and go, but they want to be in a relationship with you and you don't want to give them you because you think what I am is not 
enough mm-hmm. it's not valuable yeah so so you tapped on one that really is at the crust uh, of this whole issue this enoughness i believe that there came a point in time where um through our own actions and many times this this narrative plays out in our own personal lives mm-hmm. where there there came a point in time where we did something and we felt a sense of shame And when we felt a sense of shame, shame means I am something wrong. It's not that I've done something wrong. See, if I do something wrong, I can be redeemed. If I do something wrong, as they say, um, I did the crime, I'll do the time. And upon release, I feel like, hey, man, I've paid my dues, Mm -hmm, right? I've mm -hmm. paid my dues, man. Don't hold me back. (laughs) Don't hold me back. I've done, I I have met the requirements. But here's the problem, the self-imprisonment. See, mm. you can put me in a physical jail for a limited time, release me, and I've done the crime, I've done the time. But what happens when you are the prison? Because when you self-imprison, it's I am something wrong. So it's never what I do, never what I what 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 I say. When you believe that there's something wrong with you, then now you're trapped in this idea that I can't change, I can't improve, I can't be better. Because shame at the root of it is simply saying, I see that I'm wrong. Not I've done wrong, I am wrong. It's interesting because we often talk about shame as something that you put on as baggage. Mm -hmm. And we think that's what we're defining it to be. But sometimes we actually become the baggage, meaning that wherever you go, you can't shake it off. And that's why you end up getting suicidal thoughts. And people are thinking, I am the shame. When we're talking about um, this idea of uh, uh, self-worth or sense of identity, um, how do you actually cultivate an attitude of always feeling enough we, we talked about enough a little bit how do you get to like kind of cultivate an attitude of i am enough um i don't need validation i mean there's there's human beings are relational absolutely uh, we, we can't absolutely. avoid that but there comes a time whereby you need to understand that i am enough when i show up in any relationship mm-hmm. i am enough we say mm-hmm. statements like my better half uh, those are dangerous statements. <laughs> they really are. They really how, are. How, how, how do we create yeah. uh, a culture, an attitude of showing up saying, hey, I'm enough? In our developmental stages, we have what's known as the formative years. Mm-hmm. In the early stages where somewhere between, you know, childbirth and I mean, truly, it actually starts before childbirth because they say scientifically the child feels the emotions and feels the environment in which the mother is, whether it's the emotional environment or physical environment. But my point is, is that um, since our formative years, we've been conditioned and shaped by certain thoughts and ideas and concepts that have been pushed upon us by by society, societal norms. And so what happens is, is that before we get a chance to even, you know, begin to form any thought that is original to self, we are from our parents, our teachers, those in our environment, within our neighborhood, we are bombarded with common thought, common themes. So for example, if I was to ask you, have you ever heard the term or have you ever asked the term to a child this question? 
hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Have you ever heard that term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever used that term? Oh, yeah. Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sounds innocent, right? Sounds yeah. really positive, right? You want to, you know, you want to invest in that child, right? Oh, my. We're conditioned and reaffirming something. <laughs> right, right, right. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, as mm -hmm. awesome as that sounds, the underlining thought is, what do you want to be somewhere down the line? What do you want to be somewhere in the future? What is it that you want to be once you've done enough, got enough, achieved enough, had enough, been there enough, been with them enough? It sets us up to become futuristic in our thought. And I always ask the question, wouldn't it be awesome if parents said, hey, let me show you what currently you are? Because I, I look at it as we're off to the races before we ever learn to walk. We're just, we out the womb, we're running and we become very aggressive. We become very futuristic. It's, it's what do you want to achieve? What do you want to do with your life? What are you going to go to college for? It's like, wait a minute, you, you haven't even learned to walk and we're throwing you in the marathon. And so how do you become enough consistently in your own mind? It's through self-assessment. It's through observation. Mm -hmm. It's through the one thing that our world does not promote. We don't mm. promote rest. We don't promote observation. We don't <laughs> promote waiting. We don't promote internal insight. We don't promote looking within. We promote get, got, have, do. Microwave get, got, culture. have, do. Yeah, exactly. We're, 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 we're just, yeah. So it's, it's, for me, it's how do you begin to, 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 you know, I always say self-worth or enoughness is not something that we earn. It's something that we learn. Mm. Self-worth is not something that you have to earn. It's something you have to learn. Your value, your worth, your enoughness, it's already there. It's always been there and it will always be there. Perhaps you've just never seen it. And that requires observation and assessment. Talk to me about this idea um, um, of uh, chasing goals over um seeking experience because when we're when we're talking about um uh we never seize the moment of now to experience now i mean i ask kids that question and and yeah and i'd listen to kids ask that question and even sometimes i would even in, in, in my storytelling and my engagement my speaking engagements i would ask i would say hey when i was growing up i wanted to be yeah uh, and sometimes i never got to be what i wanted to to uh, what wanted to be when I was a child, so we create this, this this path of always chasing goals, chasing yes. goals, chasing goals, over chasing experience. Does mm. that mess up our sense of self worth? How does that all align in mm. having goals, goals, and not having experience? Or how how, how do you balance those? Because you gotta have goals, but if you have too many goals, you mm. you're being futuristic. Uh, yeah. yeah. How do we balance that? Yeah. 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 The truth is, and, and to be honest, for me, you don't balance it. Mm. You don't, you, you don't seek to balance it. Um, my mentor taught me that it's not what we do, but it's the state from which we do it. And so, and, and so here the state is through knowing what I am, what I do comes naturally. What I achieve comes naturally organically. In other words, 
because we've been conditioned to chase goals and dreams and ambitions and accomplishments, those began to be more weighty and have more value than ourselves. In other words, we put us on the back burner and we exalt oh, the goal. Right. And so, you know, I teach people when I speak, when I write, I teach people that you are the goal. You are the greatest thing that you will ever achieve. The greatest thing that you will ever become is accepting of what you already are. Because at the bottom, listen, at, 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 the, at the end of the day, every goal, achievement, accomplishment, it has one. Every goal has one goal in mind. Every hmm. goal has one goal in mind. That is internal satisfaction. Mm. Name name one goal that you have that does not end with I'm satisfied because I did that. I'm happier because I did that. So what I teach people is, wait a minute, you may not ever accomplish your goal. It's, it's, it, it, is, it is actually possible for you to grind sweat, blood and tears, dream, pray, work and never accomplish it. And so I say, why? Why position yourself to be dependent on something that may never come to pass when you have an opportunity to really build a foundation on that which has always been and will always be, which is what you are. If you find out what you are, because that's the missing piece of the puzzle. If, if, if you find out what you are, now you work from your worth and not for your worth. So mm. it's this concept of my goal and my dream. Guess what? That's the, those things are going to be a organic expression of what I am because so you're in default mode, right? That it, just it, becomes who you are. You just flow out of what you are versus I need, because it's not that goals and dreams and accomplishments are bad or evil. It's that you become dependent on them to prove something that you don't have to prove. I, I, I say, why are you working for something that you already have? Like that's miserable to work for something. Let's say I gave you Kingsley. Let's say I gave you a car, mm-hmm. brand new car, put in your driveway, handed you the keys. And then you decide, you know what? I'm going to work the next 25 years to pay this car off. <laughs> well, wait, I, 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 I listen, it's I mine. already gave it. It's, it's yours. <laughs> Here's the keys, brother. Here's the keys. It's mine. No, 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 no. I'm going to work hard for the next 25 years to pay it off. No, well, but I'm going to show you I can do it, <laughs> but you gave it to me. It's already yours. Right. So at, at, at the end of 25 years, what do you have? You're left with what you started with. And so that, that's where it's, that's the deflation. That's the draining. That's the, that's the person that, you know, you hear those stories. I accomplished everything I wanted to accomplish. I have money in the bank, cars in the driveway, big house. I have everything that I ever dreamed. And yes, something's still missing. Uh, now, you, you, it's interesting you mention all of that, that uh, because un- up until you understand and accept that you, you, you are the goal, when you show up in a relationship, you will always want to be, uh, you will always seek to be enough. You will always look for for affirmation. You'll show up in relationships thinking, you know what, I need to prove a point. Right. As opposed to knowing that, you know what, I am enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the goal. Um, let's 
partner to this together and journey together and that messes up the very get go i see some 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 people in relationships where i'm thinking that's a dysfunctional relationship and mm-hmm. sometimes when you have a conversation with them they're like yeah i know it's bad but i love him what can i do mm-hmm. no you you can do more you 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 you're yeah. worth something more mm-hmm. you you you're capable of something more mm-hmm. you, you don't have to go and chase something when you already have it yes. be with somebody who appreciates you and understands you so why why is it that people don't feel like they are not enough yeah i mean um, we want to be enough but then we why why then do we default to i'm not enough yeah well i call them suffocating standards um to to make the statement complete suffocating standards of our society they choke out your ability because what you just said, if you were to flip that and say, I am enough, that is inspiring. The reason that we're living in what I would call a deflated state or a deflated society is because we have been conditioned to believe that things outside of us determine whether or not we're enough. If you think about the context of relationships, everything, mm-hmm. everything is built on relationships. There's nothing in this world, whether physical, mm-hmm. spiritual, mm-hmm. whether it's seen or unseen, there is nothing that you can find, name, or think of that's not dependent on the concept of relationship. Everything relates mm-hmm. to something else, right? So for example, one of the reasons that we don't believe that we're enough is because in the context of relationships, everyone has to, or for the majority, I won't say everyone, for the majority, of the way that our society is structured, you must meet certain qualifications. Mm, standard. If you want to get into this club, you've got to check off these boxes. If you want to be hired to my company, you've got to check out these boxes. If you want to be in the club with us, you got to check off these boxes. Hey, if you want to, if you want to date me, you've got to meet my criteria. Mm. See, everything has a criteria. See, everything, and that's the problem. Everything has a criteria, and now we're conditioned to chase the criteria. I've got to meet that criteria to get hired by that job. I've got to meet this criteria to date that girl. I've got to meet that criteria to be in that club. Even gang members have a criteria. Mm, you got to mm. get this. we got to initiate yeah, you. you yeah. got to do these mm-hmm. things before we accept you. The, the world is built on meet our prerequisites before we accept you. And now because we're conditioned in such a way, guess what we do? We create self prerequisites. Hmm. We have our own prerequisites and we don't even know that we have them. But we'll say to ourselves, man, if I don't have (laughs) this job by this time, I am a loser. Man, if I don't get with that girl by this this time, time, I am a loser. I'm a dud i'm this i'm that and we label ourselves things because society is structured in such a way again think about this you're a baby out the womb you don't know nothing from nothing so in your formative years all you're conditioned with is well mommy hugged me when i did this daddy hugged me when i did that (laughs) oh grandma gave me a kiss and a dollar when i did that and so we become do dependent if i do then i'll get if i do then i'm accepted and that's the vicious cycle that we live in everybody walks around with this set of prerequisites oh yeah and sometimes this set of prerequisites is we can't even meet those prerequisites (laughs) and each time when we don't meet those prerequisites 
then we fall into that state of loss of sense of self-worth. I'm not enough. And this is not talking about people that have uh, had uh, dysfunctional families, abuse and all that stuff. And that's all added somewhere in the, in the mix. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I teach is that we were created to not simply make a contribution, but to be a contribution. Mm. 2001, I was, um, I had just freshly joined the church two years uh, um, earlier. And I was asked when we moved here to Southern California, I was asked to give a 15 minute message. And I, I preached my first, you, you can say mini sermonette or, or whatever it was, but I gave a 15 minute message. It was my first time ever sharing. I had never taught. I, I never wrote my first book. I never been to seminary, never been to college, never took any courses. All I did was open up the Bible and I shared out of what I knew mm-hmm. after sharing a pastor walked up to me. He put his hand on me. He looked me in the eye and he said, Travail, you are a teacher. And when he said what I was, something resonated in me. He gave me not who I was, my identity. He didn't give me why I was, my intention. He gave me what I was, my investment to the world. And so what I am is my investment. And so when you know your investment, then you know that you come, you know, you know, with that, with that, with that value um, that you can share, you know, with the world. Um, And, and so, you know, for me, it it was, it was learning, you know, what you are um, and learning that what you are um, just in and of yourself without any formal education, without any, um, anyone teaching me anything without any mentors, I naturally organically did this and he was able to pick up on it and acknowledge it. And so sometimes you'll need help. Sometimes someone else will see something in you that you don't see in yourself. But going back to your question, if you pause and you observe, you will see that there are things that are just naturally built in. I share that story to say that there are things that are naturally built in. Some people can cook, naturally. Mm -hmm. Some people can speak. So when a person is able to slow down, really observe and assess themselves, they'll begin to see what they do naturally, organically, without effort, without stress. They don't have to go to school for it. They don't have to read any books on it. They just, it's just Mm -hmm. woven within their DNA. And those are what I call breadcrumbs. Those, 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 Those are clues to what you are and to your contribution, your investment in the world. Be, uh, be a contributor. Be a contribution. Like you literally are. Kingsley, you, I, 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 you I are. Am. <laughs> you are. Not, 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 not just make one. No. You I, are I, one. I, I, so our systems as well are also built to squeeze out our <laughs> sense of self-worth. So when we walk around and we get into a relationship, they squeeze out our sense of oh, self-worth yeah. because some you walk into a relationship and somebody wants you to check off certain boxes. Well, I need a man who does this and this and this and this. I need a woman who does this and this and this and this. And all along, you say, okay, well, if I want to get with that girl or be with that guy, mm. I guess I have to do this and this and this and this. And sense of self-worth is that's right. lost. Lost, gone. And, and that's why often my heart goes out to people who depend solely on on affirmations affirmations are not wrong they're not bad 
but they're to me one tool in the in the in the toolbox but some people depend on affirmations and they're trying to talk themselves into a state that they want to be in um and it may work for a time because it may be new it may be exciting just to wake up and say i am enough that's a great start but until you understand why you are enough um i find that 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 approach is just short lived. So yeah, you you really have to observe and really assess to understand. It, it's it's more about perception than it is perspective. Perspective is how I look at a thing. Perception is my ability to look into a thing. And so I teach self perception. Can you look into yourself and see what is there versus just looking at yourself? Because looking at yourself is always going to leave you on the surface it's going to always leave you on the surface and want to dig deeper that's cosmetic exactly that's cosmetic we have to go deep we have to look within and look and and then to understand what that is when we recognize it yeah trivial i know we can talk go on and on and on about this subject i see the passion and the excitement (laughs) (laughs) but trivial where can we get more information where can we find you where can Mm -hmm. we link up with you yeah, across the internet, um, I am the possible. That's that's it. That's the website. I am the possible, um, and across all social media platforms, I am the possible. So Instagram, Twitter, you go there, you'll find it. I know earlier on, Treville, you you mentioned to me that you have a free offer for our listeners today. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about that. Where can we find it? What is it? Yeah, yeah. So that is my free download. Um, that is called the, 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 what's my worth workbook. It is a self development through self discovery workbook. I, I believe that the greatest form of self development is simply self discovery. When you work with this workbook and you begin to really understand what you are, no one or nothing will ever be able to knock you down again. Oh, there it is. There it is. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Relationship Factor. Don't forget to go to relationshipfactor.org to check out more resources and just learn how to build healthy relationship. This is a foundation discovering how you show up for relationship by understanding your self-worth. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Bye-bye.